You're listening to the Jerry and Jacoby podcast, Success Without Sacrifice, a podcast by two entrepreneurs at different stages of life, sharing real life experiences, managing a successful business and family life. It's honest talk about lessons learned, balancing family, faith, business, and personal growth on the journey of making our dreams a reality. Now, here are your hosts, Jerry and Jacoby. Hey, everyone. I want to welcome you to the Jerry and Jacoby podcast, Success Without Sacrifice. I'm Jacoby here with my good friend and co-host, Jerry. In every episode, we're bringing you honest conversations about what really matters and how to create success without sacrificing the things you love the most. And on this week's episode, we're going to be talking about work-life balance versus work-life integration. Is there such thing as work-life balance? I hear work-life balance a lot, and uh, we're just going to talk about it and see where this goes. Work-life balance. It's a lie. That's what I've come to believe anyways. Or I guess probably the better way to put it, work-life balance, it's a myth. And um, I remember always being told, oh, you got to have good work-life balance and you just can't go on and you got to have the balance. And the more I wrestled and wrestled and uh, let a lot of my uh, emotions and a lot of times guilt come into play, at least at age 51, I am of the opinion that work-life balance is a myth. And I think the way you put it, work-life integration is a lot more truthful way to say it. 100%. So I used to always hear work-life balance before I went on this, uh, I guess I would say, personal growth journey is uh, going on the on the journey of actually trying to better myself and making it something that is intentional for me. And so I always heard work-life balance. But as I got into rooms with more successful folks and people that were operating at a high level, work-life balance, I 100% agree with you, is a myth. And then when you just start to think about it and break it down, like how your life actually works and how you look at things and what takes priority and all that, you start to, if you were to like put those things on a scale, you're like, man, there is, there is no balance. That's exactly right. Now I'm just going to, you know, if your house was on fire, the first thing you're going to take for, uh, take into action is you're going to put the fire out. Like there is no balance with the rest of the house. Everything goes into putting that fire out. Well, and, and it was such work-life balance is such a topic that coaches and life coaches and people talked about. I mean, even Tim Ferriss cranked out the uh, four hour work week as a huge bestseller. And everybody talked about how great that book was. And then you read the book and you're like, Oh, he tricked me. How'd he trick you? What was the, what was the concept? You had a, you had, you had a thought that there was going to be some balance in there or what? Well, it's just the whole, like I can do all my work in four hours in a week and it's just not going to happen. But he tricked you, but he also, on the flip side, really worked at helping you kind of put your things in place. And really, it became a book. For me, it became a a book about priorities. That's exactly right. And I think that's kind of the key, right? If we're going to start fleshing this whole thing out is you have to know what your priorities are in order to get your life, I guess you could say, in order, because then how do you know what to take care of to use the fire example? When your house is on fire, everything goes towards the fire. Every resource goes to getting out of the house or putting out the fire essentially. And so priorities is a big, big piece in that. 
Well, and it's a lot of the, you know, work smarter, not harder. Like that's one of the things that you always hear. Cause I remember in 2014, I did 26 transactions. And I remember at the end of that year, talking to Holly and thinking, man, I did 26 deals and people thought like the way people treated me was like, that is so awesome. I'm like, wait, that's not even like close to what I need to build, like monetarily speaking. But I remember also thinking 26 deals. I seriously do not know how I could do another deal because of all the time that was wrapped up in those 26 transactions. And then in 2000, uh, so that was 2013 in 2014, I might have my years off one, but I did 51 transactions all by myself, no transaction coordinator, no assistant. I did every bit of paperwork, wrote every single addendum, wrote every contract, went to every closing. And it was at the end of that year. I'm like, okay, something has to change because I cannot do anymore. And that was, but I doubled from what I thought I could do. I doubled it before I really felt like I was going to get burned out if I kept on that track. Yeah. And then the question is, is like work-life balance. So how much balance did you have when you were doing the 23 transactions? And then how much balance did you have when you were doing like the 50, whatever transactions? Yeah. So I think, I don't think I had balance in either year because the year I did 21 transactions, it was a huge learning curve for me. Then the one I did or 26. And then when I did 51, I knew what I was doing. Um, and so I just had to execute, but I didn't have any work-life balance because that was, that was seven days a week. I was showing houses Saturday, Sunday. Remember one time I had 19 active buyers at one time. And that was just crazy. I mean, so it was like, uh, I would get at the beginning of my week, I would time block. And literally the only thing I made a priority was, uh, was youth group. And uh, if my kids had an event, a game or uh, like a Keegan, that's when he played guitar a lot or he was doing shows. So if he had a show, those were the priorities. And so that's what I called my uh, quote unquote work life balance. Well, I do go to all my kids events and I kind of justified it mentally that way. And so, but looking back, I had zero balance. Yeah. And the, the key I take kind of pull out of that is, is, you know, the time that you took, I mean, we all have the same amount of time, right? In a day. And so from 23 to 50, you still had the same amount of time, but yet you doubled your transactions, you know? And so what, what is the difference there and what is the key? How do we work all those things in together? Right. Cause you were still going to the same events. You were still doing those things, but you doubled, doubled up on the, on the workload, right? Yeah. I doubled up on the workload, but I also, became a seven day a week worker where I wasn't that before. So I added the day. So I, I added extra time. And now like I wouldn't go to the office on Sunday, but I would show houses Sunday. Like I would make myself available anytime something needed to be shown. But the, the bigger thing was like, I got better at my job. I got better, you know, where the year before it might've taken me like a year to write a contract. I got down to where I could probably do it in 15 minutes where okay, I got to do this addendum. I don't know how to write it. So I have to figure out how to write it. And then I've got to get coaching on this and I have to learn that. So that was kind of that first year where it's a learning curve. So the second year, what I did in the, you know, working with buyers and a few sellers, um, I knew that process really well. And so I was able to shrink the time. For sure. And so kind of what that is, is like, there is the, that's kind of 
blows up the whole work-life balance uh, phenomena right there is that, hey, you know, whenever I had one buyer in the beginning, I only was, you're only working on the, on the offer, right? Or you're only working on the transaction at that point, you know? And so there, there's no balance on anything else. So I think of when I first had my first, man, I think this was three years ago. I think I had my first month where I had like eight closings, right? And I got like eight, eight prop, eight clients under contract. And I did not have a transaction coordinator. (laughs) And so I was like, man, everybody's like, yeah, you always got to be doing lead generation. You always got to be doing this. Well, there was no balance at that point. The only thing I was doing is trying to take care of those eight contracts that we had or that I had that were under contract. And then once all of those were done, I was like, okay, now I can start to work with some new clients. And so I was like, so tired from just working all the coordination and all that stuff. And then after that, I was like, okay, what do I need to do here? I need to hire a transaction coordinator so that now whenever something goes under contract, I am not just solely focused on just getting this contract to the closing table. Right. And so now we can start to kind of integrate a few other things in together where I can do multiple uh, parts of the transaction at a time or multiple parts of the business. Right. Yeah. And, and I kind of want to back this up a little bit in that we're talking about work-life balance and we're getting right into like kind of where we failed at this. Cause we've, I think everyone has had those instances where, uh, where you feel like you've not done a good job with this, but if you want to have work-life integration and you want to have quote unquote balance, you have to know what you're going for. You have to know why you're doing what you're doing. You have to know what it is you're trying to accomplish. And so you've got to have clarity on what you want your, what you want in your personal life and what you want in your business life. And, and when you bring those two together, you have to have an understanding of it. Otherwise, if you don't have this idea of what you want your business to look like, you can just always be working at it. And I, you know, and I've been in those instances where, you know, I'm just going to work hard, work hard, work hard. And I'm telling my family, you know, I'm doing this because it's going to pay off. And if I don't know what it's, what I'm, what's, if I don't know what the payoff is, it'll never pay off. Cause I'll just keep doing it. That's exactly right. How do you gauge success? Like in the end, how do you, how can you take, use the thermometer and see what, uh, how you know how you're doing? Cause that's exactly right. The thing we'll, that we'll do is we'll continue to put our heads down drive and drive and drive and then when we look up we're like oh man like how did i get this far off and i think that's where the myth of work-life balance comes in right is because we work so hard and then when we get to the end we try to reevaluate and we go oh i didn't have any balance that's why i didn't that's why it didn't work but the thing is you have to do all that work up front right that's what you've got to do is you've got to figure out what that is beforehand when you're moving in there, not at the end. And then looking back and saying, Oh, I should have had balance. Cause if I would have had balance, then it would have worked. Yeah. There's another selfish aspect of this idea of work-life balance. And cause the circles we run in, we've all, we've had this conversation so many times and we act as the business owners and the guy in, as, and the people running the business as, and doing the work, like, like in the business, we act like this idea of work-life balance is completely up to us. And we expect our families 
to be okay when we go to work, but then when we show up at home, we want them to be ready for us to show up at home. Isn't it, you know, so, Hey, I'm going to work really hard this month at spending more time with my family. And we just show up and we didn't talk to them about it, but we just showed up with a certain expectation that they're going to be excited to see us. And they're not always excited to see us because they have their routine. They have, they've become comfortable living the way they're living, knowing that I'm living the way I'm living and I make it, it's all about me. So let's spend some time together and it's all on my agenda, not on their agenda. And so I think it's, it communication becomes a big part of having work-life integration. And the biggest part is this idea of there's just, there's certain seasons in our businesses that we have to put in the work. We got to work extra hours. We have to work longer hours and that's just going to come up. And the only way it works for me is if I communicate that. So right now I'm in one of those seasons where I, you know, somebody's going to look at it and say, Oh, you don't have any balance. And I don't because I'm putting in a lot of hours right now, but I've done that. And I've communicated that with Holly and she knows what's going on right now. And she knows that it's probably going to go through, you know, into January uh, the way it is based on what we're putting together and what we're doing right now. And so I've, I've communicated that the flip side to that. And here's where the responsibility is, is solely on me is that when I go to work, I'm present at work, but when I go home, I better be present at home. And last week we went to splash village, which is like this water slide, indoor water slide park hotel up in Frankenmuth, Michigan. And it was, we were leaving like at Friday at noon and it was like Friday. At, it was like 10 30 in the morning. I'm in the office uh, trying to get a full day's work in before I have to leave at noon. And I was talking to one of my partners and I'm like, man, I am not looking forward to this. I am not ready. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm focused on work. I, things are going well, got some clarity there. And so I'm like, I'm really not ready for this. And I hung the phone up after that conversation. And I'm like, that's not fair at all. I had this internal battle. I need to be ready for this. And I got myself ready. And at noon, I was ready to go away with my family. And it made the weekend so much better uh, because uh, I was fully engaged and I was fully present for them. Now, they don't always think I'm fully engaged and fully present, but um, I really worked at it. And I think it made the weekend a ton better. And here's for me, here's where it shows up the most. I hate shopping. My wife loves shopping. And there's an outlet ball by this uh, hotel. And she wanted to hit some stores and I was all in, didn't, uh, you know, didn't give her my, you know, sometimes my usual, oh, I don't want to, we don't need to do that. We don't need anything. I was just all in wherever she wanted to go. I was on board. And because I owed that to the family because of what I'm doing right now, the hours I'm working, the time I'm putting in that I know I'm present at work. So I needed to be present at home. And that was a huge mind shift for me to really be aware of that. Yeah. And I like what you said on the seasons of life. Right. And so when in different seasons, it's seasons of life or it's seasons in business, it's everything has its seasons. Right. And so even when you think about the seasons, it, there's no balance in there. You know, it's like, it's an extreme on every part of that. And so I, I really like what you said there. And so the, one of the seasons that we're in right now is we just had a baby, right? So when you have a baby, 
there is there is no balance right it's like no balance in anything there's no balance in anything the baby wants everything right they want your attention they want your time they want your money they want everything right and so that's the thing like so i'm planning here i'm like man i've got to be here for andrea i got to be here for my kids now like i have to step up normally you know i'm i'm a great i'm a great dad and i'm here for my kids but i don't you know a lot of my time for my day is not spent at my house you know, Andrea takes care of that stuff. But here in the last, you know, month and a half, two months, I've spent more time at home because I've had to take care of her with some things. And then I've had to take care of my kids and my boys and, and, uh, and Chloe as well. And so I think that's important, right? So when I have to spend more time at home, something else is going to drop off. Right. And just like you said, if, if I'm worried about work, I'm not going to be present here with my family. You know what I mean? And so I think those are the things that that you have to think about is that there are seasons. It is okay for other things to drop off during that time because you just you just don't have the bandwidth or the time to put 100% into everything, right? You've got to you've got to allocate different, you know, resources to different uh different aspects of your life. And so I'm looking at it right now. Like my wife gained some weight because she had a baby. I gained some weight because I wasn't working out as much as well. You know what I mean? And so it's like now that uh, Haley is here moving forward. Now I'm like, okay, now I've got to prioritize my schedule so I can start working out and I can get back to where I was before, you know? And so I think that's like a really important part to think about it and don't feel bad or beat yourself up because those things are happening because that is a part of life seasons every time and the other thing and this goes along with the like what i just shared is so we're at the office and we're doing our thing and we want to make sure that we have work-life integration and as an instance for you okay you know andrea's home with haley you guys got a ton going on there and well i've got to be at the office i got to work so you're putting it in like you have a responsibility to be to be really diligent with your time. If you're going to be away from the house, if you're going to be away from your family, then you can't be spending an hour watching dumb YouTube videos. And sometimes we do, you know, like I was really guilty of this at home and I made a, I made a a significant switch. So I had a home office. I've had a home office forever. And last year I decided to get an office close to the house and Um, There was a few reasons for that. But the one thing that I did when I left home, my home office, because my home office, I had my computer and I had a TV and I had cable. And so a lot of times I would be in the office and they're like, oh, dad's working. But I could be in there watching a baseball game. But to them, I was working because I was in the office. And so I wanted to change that mindset. So I don't even have a computer at home now. I take my iPad at home with me if I need to do something, pulled the TV out of the home office. And so if I'm going to watch a game, I've got to be in our basement. You know, we got to finish basement. I've got to be down there watching it like as part of the living space and not always in my office. So I'm very rarely in my office at the house anymore. And I wanted to make that change because to them, I was working, but it really wasn't working. And so it wasn't fair for me to waste time like that in there unless I was going to be working. And I wanted to make that distinction. So they, so the perception was correct at home. And that was, 
I'm sure nobody's even really mentioned it at home. That was more for me, but I'm sure they noticed it. Yeah, it's really good. Really, really good. And I want to go back to this, this seasons of life thing too, is like things it's life actually works in cycles, right? So it's, we're never on a constant incline or a constant de- or we're never like staying constant, right? We're always either, we're either getting better or we're getting worse. And so I think those are the things we have to think about as well is like, there are going to be times when uh, things are going good and there are going to be times when things are going bad. I think the thing we have to do is we have to make those cycles or those valleys and those mountains smaller, right? In between those. So when we're on a mountain and then we come back down a little bit, we just have to make sure that the dip is not so drastic that we can't get it recovered. Right. So the other thing is, is how do we, how do we manage and how do we evaluate where we're at? Or do we have a process for evaluating that? Right. Even in your case, you know, you gave the example of, of work and, uh, having your TV in your office, like if you didn't evaluate that and see where that was at and check in with yourself, then you wouldn't be able to make that decision and make that change. Right. And so I think that is a part of, of also work-life integration versus work-life balance where we, where we've got to look at that. It's like, okay, things are getting off a little bit in the same sense. Let's, let's allocate some resources here. That's why I'm so excited about the evaluations that we're adding from you know, with Lars and the real estate B school. So what are the four we're looking at? Okay. So there's the net worth, there's the business. And then I know he really pushes us to do a time study. Uh, I'm not hundred percent committed to that yet, but it's all, all of those tools are in place. So you can recognize where you're at and you have to recognize where you're at. So you can make those shifts. And if you're not paying attention to it, you're not going to be able to make that shift. Hundred percent, and so you we're evaluating that every thirty days, right? And so, the more and more I look around, everybody's starting to. I feel like there's this push for freedom, like time freedom, money freedom, uh, and I think it kind of started with the whole COVID thing, right? Everybody got home, and then they started to realize like what is actually important. And so, in those evaluations, it's like we're not only evaluating our business, but the other thing in there is like, did you spend time with your wife? did you spend time with your kids? And then you just, you evaluate it every, you know, every 30 days. And then if you, you know, if you have certain evaluation, it's green. And then we've made a commitment to where we will not put any yellow in there. And so it's either green or it's red. And you All know, right. So, so think about this. I want you guys to think about this. In any area of your life, uh, you have to rate yourself one to five. And, uh, and there's a ton of areas in my life. I want to rate myself a three but we've made the commitment that there's no threes. And so that's a huge difference that you have to, you have to evaluate yourself. The difference between a two and a four mentally is monstrous, at least for me. And I'm, and uh, I'm more of the nature, like I'm going to give myself, if I think if I'm on the border, like if I really legitimately think it's a three and I can't pick a three, I'm going to go with a two because I know there's so much more room to improve in. And so when you look at that list after, you know, you got 20 things that you've rated one to five and where you typically like maybe have 10 threes. Now you have eight twos and, you know, two fours, man, those eight twos tells me, man, I got to get to work. I got to, I got to be working on this part of my life. 
Yeah. And so the red really catches your eye, right? It's like, I don't yeah. want anything. I'm just competitive. So I don't want anything to be red. I want everything to be green, but, <laughs> and we just started. And so I'm, I'm sitting here looking, I'm, you know, as we're going through this, I'm like, man, there's going to be some times when that's, it's just, those are just going to be red. And so I've just got to deal with it. Right. And so, and this is a what, true story for Jacoby in that you don't like red. I remember this is a couple months ago. Um, I had shared my screen and my real estate activities on my calendar were always red. And you're like, what's going on with all that red, dude, you're stressing me out. Like Jacoby couldn't handle the fact that my calendar was full of red, which was funny. That's where it came to light that like Jacoby really hates the red on the paper. Yeah. Red means no good. (laughs) Did you change the colors on that? I changed it. Okay, good. Because then it didn't bother me before, but then after you said it, it bothered me. So like a couple of days I'm looking at it. I'm like, oh, that's got to go. Yeah, good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm looking at this and I'm like, man, there are going to be some times when things are just going to be red. They're just going to be down. And I think in one of them, the example is it's one of the questions that we ask on there. It says, did you go on a date with your wife? Well, like I said, because of the stage of life we're in right now, uh, we're not we're not really going on any dates because, you know, we've, we've we can't even leave this our little girl for two hours because she's, you know, crying and needs to be fed. And so, you know, I think that's where the evaluation part comes in, because normally I would beat myself up over that. Right. It's like, man, I don't have that balance, but it's OK. And so, I've you know, I've talked to Andrea about it. We both know where we're at. And then the one thing I know, though, is I better once we can start going on dates now I better step my game up and start going on these dates, right? And start initiating them. But because we are evaluating it every 30 days, it's going to be on the top of my list. It's going to be at the top of my head. And so just also tracking it, what's important to you, I think is really good too, because then you don't let yourself, you know, get too far out of whack. For sure. And uh, the one that, that, the one great thing about this topic is, and this is, this is everyone thinks about this. Everyone struggles with it. And so what are some things that we can do that are going to help us get better? And, and it's not just about like the planning and being present when you're home. Those are all important, but if I need to, this allows, or I have a huge responsibility to become better at my job. So I have that time to give to my family And that if, if my family is a big part of my why, and it is, then this is where I can show it. And so the most effective thing that I have found is I've become better at my job. I get more effective at what I'm doing. And I kind of broke it down. I personally broke it down to, I have five things that I bullet pointed off. I need to control my schedule. Uh, That means I own it. Like when I worked with all those buyers, I did not control my schedule. I learned to control my schedule coming out of that time. And how I did that was I knew I laid my calendar out at the beginning of the week and I knew all the open slots that I had. And therefore, like if Cooper had a game or Keegan had a show or I was going out with Holly, those all made it to my calendar first. And those times, I couldn't break those times. Those were commitments. And so I didn't have availability on those times. And so then I just let my clients know, here are the times available. And the one thing I found out, people are cool with that. 
They're, uh, and if they're not, then maybe they they don't need to be my client, but they're really, they'll honor your schedule if you control your schedule for them. So you need to control your schedule. Huge, still struggle with this today. Don't waste your time. It could be on YouTube. It could be doing nothing. It could be on TV. It could be a long phone conversation, just complaining with my brother about politics. Like, you know, whatever it may be, don't waste your time. Know what's important to you. You got to know what's important. If you don't know what's important, you're not going to know what you're, what you're neglecting. Delegate at work. Uh, figure out what's in your schedule that you can delegate, find other people to do. One thing you did, you went and got a transaction coordinator. Huge step. And then if uh, you don't like something that's on your schedule, you can pay someone to do it. And that could be at home or at work. And we've had that conversation before. Um, I don't cut my grass. I have that done. I don't like it. Don't want to do it. It gets in the way on the weekend. And so that's, that's an example of something that I pay for. So those are the five things on how I kind of broke it down. Yeah. I like how you broke it down. And then I'm going to ask you a question is how does that bring you, how does that uh, different balance, I guess you could say, is it, is it, is it keep, is it keeping you more balanced? Is it integrating? Is it what, what is, so as you come through those things there, what. Yeah, I guess it depends on how you, you know, balance is balance. I'm going to give the same amount of time to my family as I am work is balance. You know, I, I, I guess I don't know what that word balance means to people. I like how you put it. It's integration. So it allows me uh, more time to, if I have people in my life that help me do my job, uh, it allows me to step away from my job, still comfortable that things are moving along. Um, you know, if we have somebody that's, you know, like for us, it's a transaction coordinator. It's a huge one. If we know the transactions title companies, clients, other agents are being communicated with, and I don't have to do it. That takes a huge weight off of our schedule because there's not a whole lot that in real estate that is what I would call, you know, extremely time sensitive in the fact how I compare it used to be in the heating and cooling business. If it's 10 degrees outside and somebody calls me with no heat, that's a time sensitive issue. We don't have those kind of emergencies in real estate that often. And most of the time, if you have a transaction coordinator, the times that the, those issues do come up, they can be taken care of. And so that's, so that allows me the time to be more present when I'm at home with the kids, um, you know, spending time away, whatever that might look like. So I think knowing those, having those five steps is huge for me. And it gives me clarity and comfort. So when I do unplug, I can just unplug. Yeah, I like it a lot. When it comes down to me, I think it just comes down to time, which is basically what this podcast is about, right? Success without sacrificing or success without sacrifice, without sacrificing the things you love the most. Because the one thing that we can't get back is time. Like time is the most precious thing that we as humans have. We don't know how much time we have left. And we've only got a certain amount of time, right? And so I think that is really the key to what you're saying here. And I think that's what it is. It's like, how are we going to best use the time that we've been given? Are we going to, you know, spend it, whatever, cutting the grass when we could be doing something else, or we could be, you know, are we going to be spending it washing the car or, you know, 
And just like you said, a lot of those things mean different things to different folks. I was talking to another uh, colleague the other day and I was like, man, he was like, yeah, I live on two. I think he was on like two acres or one and a half acres. And he's like, yeah, I got to cut my lawn or something like that. And I was like, ah, I'm like, I would never cut my lawn, you know? And he's like, I love it. And it's like, man, well, if that's something you love to do, then you should cut your lawn. You know, it's like, man, everybody's got their thing. But for me, it just drives me nuts that the instant I cut that lawn, it's growing back already. And I got to do it the next week, you know, and I'd rather be spending time doing something else. And so I think that's the key is like, are you spending your time? The one resource that you can never get back. Are you using that resource to the best that you feel it needs to be used? And so when you look back, you go, man, you can't, you don't say like, man, I wasted it. Like that was, I wish I could have that time back and I wish I would have done something else with that, you know? And so that's what I think is really the key. Talking about the lawn last year, I hate cutting the grass. Two things about cutting the grass that I love when I get home on Thursdays, my grass is cut. I almost forget about it every week that I hire it out because like, I, I just don't think about it. But then I notice that when I pull in the driveway and it's done, edged, it's nice. It looks way better than if I were to cut it because if I'm cutting it, I'm just cutting it. And these guys like they do the lines one way, one week, the other way, the next nice edge, weed whip, everything's done. Love it. When I get home, second thing about it was it really became like, it cemented in to me that I'm so glad that I hired out. It was last summer. I was in the backyard playing catch with Cooper and I was sitting there and we're hanging out and my neighbor and his, my neighbor was out and his two daughters were out playing. And all of a sudden he's getting the lawnmower out because he's got to cut the grass. And so his kids are in the backyard playing and he's out front cutting the grass. I'm like, bingo. And I know he doesn't like it. And for me, that was like, ah, oh, that cemented it in. Like, this is the right thing to do. And cause you hear all the time, like you have, you know, you have sons and you know, like, you know what? It's just, it's not part of what we do. And I just going to have it done. The one thing that you said, and you said it earlier and you brought it up again was this idea of time and how important time is. When we first got into this, like the personal growth space, the one thing we always heard was financial freedom. You got to have your financial freedom date. And when are you going to be financially free? And how much money do you need to be truly financial free? You know, there's all these exercises and over and it, and you said it was like, because of COVID, and I guess that's probably right. But in the last probably 18 months, I've heard more than any of that was I want time location freedom. Now, the thing with time and location freedom is you have to have the financial freedom to get there. So it's almost like it has to be a part of it still. But the important part was I want the time and location freedom. I want the time to go and do whatever I want. And I want to be able to live wherever I want based on how I've built my life. And so that's huge, that time and location freedom. And that's the bigger language. That's the, the conversations people are having. Yeah, time, location, and financial freedom, right? So it used to be just, you're exactly right. The financial freedom piece, I think, was a lot of what only people were thinking about. But now with the constraints on a lot of things, I think it brings up a whole different, uh, whole different uh, vastness of questions, right? And so... Well, what did we leave out? Do we have anything? You got any parting shots? What's the last thing we can, we can ring this thing up with? 
just as you're as you're wrestling with this, as you're having these conversations, you know, your your balance or your integration to work and family is going to be way different than mine. Also, if you're out there and you're listening and you don't, you know, your kids are grown and gone, things look different. Uh, if you have a baby at home, things are going to look different. So it all we're all in a different season of life. And so this, the answers to the, the question about can I have work-life balance is going to be different for you. And you're the one that has to do the, the, the work to make sure that you are in quote unquote balance. Yeah, I like how we ended it. I like how we ended it with time, lo- time, freedom, location, freedom, and financial freedom. Because I think the opposite of being free is being a slave, right? And so I think the fact of having that work-life, not necessarily the work-life balance, because I feel like when you have the work-life balance, it puts shackles on you, kind of what we've been talking through uh, through this the last you know, 30, 40 minutes that we've been talking And the one thing that you brought up that I really liked that is sticking with me that I'm going to think about even after this episode is, is like, if you need balance, when I think about it, you're thinking about all the, at least I am, I'm thinking about all the other areas that need to be fixed. And then I'm not present where I'm at. Right. And so that's, I think the key is that you need to have that integration where you've work through things, you know what your priorities are, you know how to evaluate those, and then you're making a plan, you know, to move forward with that. And it allows you to be present at your present moment. And it allows you to use your time and your resources to the best of your ability. And so I think all those things work in together. And I just really like the, uh, the way we ended it here with the time, location, financial freedom. Yeah, this was a solid one. And man, we really appreciate you listening to the Jerry and Jacoby podcast, Success Without Sacrifice. And we want you to keep having this conversation. If you got any questions on it, you want any comments, man, as you after you listen to this, go to our Facebook group, go ahead and like that page, join the group, and put your comment in the post where this episode will be listed. Because uh, this is the conversation that we always need to be having. Just because I think and um you know, I'm almost hesitant to say that just in case Holly listens to this, where I think I've got some good work-life balance right now or good integration. Um, doesn't mean next week she's going to feel that or the week after that I'm going to be doing that. This is something we always have to be working on. And so we want to have these conversations with you guys. Go ahead and go to that Facebook group. Give us a like. Also, if you'd be so kind as to give us a five-star review and our five-star rating and a really great review that always helps us on the platforms as we're trying to get this message out. We really appreciate you guys listening and hit us up in the group. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Jerry and Jacoby podcast. If you walked away with something of value, we hope you'll share it with a friend and don't forget to subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. So you get notification of all new episodes.